Hello there. You're very welcome to Paper Tuesdays. Mark Halpin isn't here today. He's off looking at the lighthouse with uh, his mother and father and Laura and uh, here with the man who's normally behind the camera, Shane Halpin. Later on. New, a big change coming in Paper Tuesdays now. Mark is going to be ousted for his uh, lack of commitment. Imagine Mark, I'm just going to casually open up, I love these couches. Um, imagine Mark doing the camera work. I couldn't. No, they'd get very frustrated. As Mark goes off, Mark, like I do myself, go off into this uh, daydream of like, God, sometimes like you'd be sat over there in the corner pressing buttons like one, two, one, two, just for the cameras. And then I was like, oh fuck, Mark's talking or cheering it over. So Mark, Mark is just getting frustrated with the fucking buttons. So yeah, yeah, I, uh, I was thinking to myself, I was like, oh, is there someone else that could just sit there and do it? And I was like, I'd ask Roshan, but Roshan, today is Saturday and it's a lovely, fine, sunny day outside. And Roshan is sunbathing for the first time this year. Wow. Which she, it's her favorite thing to do. Really, Roshin, if Roshin could get paid to sunbed, she literally sit, sit lay outside for forever. As uh, yeah, thing. whenever so, summer comes, like she she even like yesterday she worked straight throughout the day. Didn't take well, she does that most days. Like, but she got all basically her work done so she could sunbed today. Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She just puts in her headphones, listens to like like a, usually a crime podcast or something, and right. then she's happy out. Yeah. And the, what beach does she go? Does she go? To? No, she's just out in the back garden. Yeah, and going in the yeah. center of glory. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. She gets to go there. She she goes on about these U, the UV rays and what the level. She checks the levels of what. So she knows she knew yesterday that like oh I, there's enough sun for tomorrow for me to hand. So there you go. She's uh, she's on top of it. Yeah. 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 She loves it. Well, I was getting many rays as well. I was uh, we were. You were watching the Leeds match there, and I was uh, in skills test in the under 16s in Nevada. So, we were, yeah, well, Michael Burney was leading it, but it was great. Uh, it went over time. We were we had so many skills to do. So many skills to do is such a time. So, uh, like, with the skills testing involved, is it like, is it a training? And it's not a training. There's a lot of standing around. The lads were very patient, but like, uh, there's Owen Malai is the selector, and they're very good. Owen is great as well. So, it's just kind of. You know, there's so much in Ireland that you get away with, I think. Mm. Like, there's the biggest thing today was uh, the one-handed pickup and, you know, the ball being caught around your chest. Mm. In Ireland, you should be catching it below your knee. Yeah. Hand. But um, that's endemic. Like, everyone is picking up one hand and getting... Yeah, some cost in half. The good ones are getting it, but, like, is you're you're giving so much room for an interception. Yeah, yeah. You can definitely tell, like, like Mick Halpin is a big believer in this getting your body over the ball and not fucking... Because there, like, in today's game, especially, like, if your man is beside you, he's just pulling and he's not going to worry about like where your hand is or whatever. So if the ball is anyway, like if you're standing upright, he has a lot of space just to hit the ball with. Like if you're down there, you have more chance of catching it and you have more chance of him hitting you to go down for free. So Yeah. Yeah. Probably smart way, but it's just fucking laziness, Michael. These <laughs> people <laughs> fucking just are lazy. Um, speaking of hurling, uh, one, I have a few notes here that, uh, a few talking points so I don't uh, go off into my daydreams. Uh, the under twenty win against uh, Kilkenny there during oh yeah a fine win and a good goal and got a fantastic goal himself <laughs> yeah. JJ uh, uh, free, f- frequent goer of the Ashdown sauna so yeah <laughs> you're on the ball you're on the ball yeah. no, it's my, it's my research yeah, yeah. <laughs> big research yeah that's what I've been waiting months for my time to come on here so I've been going into the Ashdown to interview JJ Tony. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, it was a great goal, but what I wanted to talk about uh, as well, did you see his interview after the game? I saw it. It fucking fantastic. <laughs> yeah, and like everyone on Twitter, like, I, I first got sent into one of the group chats, but like everyone on Twitter in the comments are absolutely loving that the fact that TG Carr didn't correct them or anything. Yeah, exactly. Went on like nothing happened. But like TG Carr, in fairness, are living the dream when you're when it's a Wednesday in the summer and you're watching TG Carr. Like, yeah. it's just great. Like, me all on all. That presenter there, he does games up and down the country mm. and he's there able to comfortably talk to JJ probably and know that Jamie O'Hagan was the late scorer or not. And then to not bat a single eyelid <laughs> when he when he made his comments because, he, but he made it. Liam Byrne, the Macabre Buffalo is a big thing about this, that when you use, when you use a curse word, you, it's the way you deliver it mm. that determines, like you could be using a curse word for the sake of using it. You could be using it to inflame or it could just be part of your speech. And with JJ, it was just part of his speech. It was all, it was all the first time, yeah, did he actually curse mm. there? Then we did the second time, you knew he cursed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So like, there's definitely something to do. And it's, he gets it because um, of his performances, music performances that like, um, when 
how he says it and even how he uses it in songs that like um, he just knows when it's forced and when it's not yeah so but it's a sign of maybe he's been practicing these interviews in the sauna yeah yeah. yeah <laughs> I doubt it though yeah. very level headed guy and uh, just keeps sort of work I think he's doing an electrical uh, apprentice electrician with uh, um, what's that great nickname Iggy Clark in, I- Iggy Clark in Wexford Town Fantastic. they've a lot of electrical work up in Dublin so stick with the Iggy and you won't go wrong that's the main thing yeah. yeah but well, what about that game though like it was so open it was so juicy yeah yeah, under twenty Harlan is always great and like I say, like TG Carr, great coverage of it. Yeah, but like fair play to the players, like, because how would you say it? Like under twenty one was the dream. Like it was I can't believe it's a thing in the past now, but like remember that Wixford team the one three in mm. a row and oh I remember it was down in it was down in the Gwaltock for I think it was the first one. And there were these two lads from Tipperary and they were doing that they went on to do egg science. David O'Haney was one of his names and they lad and they were like there was Tickets Thieves mm. and uh, I remember it was a real beautiful Wednesday evening I said lads I think we can beat Kilkenny today and we hadn't won we hadn't won under 20 final in about 10 years so I think we could we went into Paddy Powers on the way home before we go to study and uh, I put money on Wexford to win at a beat Kilkenny and then we came home from study and the match was on and uh, I remember screaming the house down and this lad from Dublin didn't have a clue about hurling uh, you know it was had more was probably more aware of cricket than hurling yeah. and he thought this was the most bizarre thing ever yeah. you know the, yeah. for this man to be invested in hurling but anyway sorry under 21 I went into a great memory mode there but like under 21 was there, but the, you had a year older you had more muscle on you you had more there was more about you. It was men, you know. Yeah. Under 20, it's more, more challenging. But look at JJ Tommy. I know he's probably on, the, yeah, he is on the year this year. But like, they're flying it, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely like hurling and it's kind of raw, it's not raw form, but like, you know, all those young lads are like, probably at their height of their fitness. Everything's ready to go. It's not like, say like, uh, dad'll hurl and all. You like, you have lads that are getting on and then you have the kind of sweeper and you have like, all these set, ways of working around those individuals whereas like like so under 20 hurling you have lads that are just gonna burst their arse for fucking an hour long and whatever extra time but yeah. like but that's what it, that's the essence of it like that's the essence of sport and it's that freedom that we desire like uh, like statistics are great and all but like if they don't inform the end product like that's like it was it was just a brilliant game and do you know what I loved I loved the sheer derby nature of it as well like um I don't know if did you see the under the number the Kikini Carnivore he won a free and basically he only he barely bent down and he won a free for a push in the back Maria as my mother says and uh, he the Wexford man was down on the ground Kikini man gave it loads gave it large jump big uh, and uh, roared abuse or roared told him where to stick his money and uh, then full time came DG Cahar cameras they must they must love the crack because they zoom in on the Wexford player and he they, you don't see any of that but you just see him going yeah in his face yeah you'll love it yeah there's uh, a lot of lads these days that's a big thing now going into GR and just celebrating lads faces and even points now there's uh, a few casting lads love it now a big shout out to Robbie Rooks Robbie Rooks is a big fan of the Celebrate and after each point into oh yeah into, your into the player into, into the man yeah but to be fair to yeah but to be fair with like lads like Ro- like Robbie and lads that are very good forwards like the backs do pay special attention to them and you don't know what they're saying in their ear or the little Ooh, little dirty yeah. shots are given so this is your your like the forwards way of getting back on the backs being that mm. bit uh, mouthy off the ball or a bit uh, sly with the challenges yes. Yes, interesting. Bit of a towny, yeah, uh, cultural, uh, culture thing for GA. Uh, uh, into it now. Yeah, townies, yeah, in, in Gory, because none of us would be very true townies. We believe, we believe that we're townsmen. Townsmen, yeah, yeah, yeah more noble than that. Yeah, you wouldn't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. very true. You turn your nose up at that though. But yeah, you're there, street, true, true. Then. Yeah, got a uh, street is my uh, base for drinking or base. For, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, like. Because me, like because basically, like me and Oshin are living here now because we have the upstairs to ourselves. Uh, we only really stay in Air Street when we're having a night out in Gory, so it's, it's handy to have a little uh, 
or a little room in glory for when you're having a few drinky poos. Drinky poos, yeah. Speaking of like, drinky poos, uh, Connor Moore's birthday. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Celebrations tonight. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I, bridge bar. Yeah, I'm not able to make it, unfortunately, but oh. this is going out. This will be on a Tuesday, but yeah. happy late birthday, Connor, and hopefully you're you've cured from your hangover. Yes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, it's interesting. I saw Sophie there this morning, and she's uh, doing the yes. Or she probably saw the videos. She's doing the yes and the no, and she's she's more mobile. Than yeah, so, it's mad. Like, like Connor was saying, she's even she's developing a bit more of a personality now because she's going to um, child um, what do you call it? nursery crash mm-hmm. and um, she the interaction with the different children and all and the and the child mind or whatever it's all it's all coming to the fore yeah yeah like it's a mad scene like because like uh you've probably seen this more but like i'm the youngest in family i've never and like would never been around like young kids when i was like growing up obviously like i didn't have a younger sibling to take care of whatever but like being able to see like except brennan's children and mark and nora and like connor sophie like see them kind of through our early stage development like beginning to crawl then walking then talking and then they're talking more like avian these days is full sentences like and it's just mad to think in the space of like it's just such a short period of time like they're actually developing so fast like it's mental right. like yeah it's got like avian it's just scarcely brought to the beach with brandy the other day and she was mad for skimming stones and throwing him into the water but like yeah like it's just one or two times she's nearly falling in like you don't like oh, she's gas yeah, but, yeah, but it's great to be in that state. Like, your you benefit as the younger sibling by having getting to observe, like at this stage of their life, like to be a young uncle, mm. and uh, it must be really special. Like, yeah, yeah, like it's it's a good good experience because like like obviously when Avian and Avian first came in, I was like, what do I do with like mm. what what do you say to children? And it's like, do you watch the hurling last night? It's like, yeah, you don't really have those skills developed in dealing with children like playing with children now but like it's like yeah you become a child again when you're playing with children like you fucking i was skimming stones across and chasing after the dog with avian like it's great youth is a great thing it is but like yeah there's this article that i saw before that like so important in life to remain childlike Mm. not not childish you know it's great to mature and all especially at our age but like it's it's about chi- remaining childlike, and that's what you're getting at when you're yeah. throwing stones and having the crack. But like, it gets into family dynamics, Shane, which is like, this is something that like, uh, I've only really come to terms with recently. That my my sister is, ooh, um, she was born two thousand three, mm. so she's, uh, coming on twenty. Well, so she, um, she has completely different memories of growing up than I do because like obviously as the eldest like you remember all the holidays all the the crack and it was different years as well like it was the boom time whatever so like and yes she would have a completely different stock of memories yeah do does that ever strike you or does that ever come up for you yeah like you do think about it like obviously like Michael like I'm the youngest Michael's oldest Michael's nine years older than me Mm. so like like looking back on when say like Michael's around my age or Michael was finishing college like he went to Trinity and got a science degree and like here he was coming out of college like it was still the height of the um, recession so like he always had a very good degree but he couldn't really find much in his field that was hiring like and so much harder for him like he's he's in survey and a very good job now but like it took a couple of years to get an actual decent job like he got like he worked in little or two little for a year or two or whatever and like it just shows that people like his age were coming out in such a like his time of recession where like it's just depre- depressing really like he couldn't find a job a lot of people went to Australia and everything but like and then Obviously, when I when I was coming out of college a year to go like height of COVID and everything, but like the economy was in a lot better state, well, better fluctuating state now these days. But um, yeah, like it's it's mad how like in the space of a couple of years, like uh, like you look back and that period of your life is so much different to like your siblings. I'm rambling on here, but yeah, your like no, your siblings' experience of it, like yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, um, like I, I remember when we went to, uh, on holiday to South Africa 
well, I think it was like 2009 or whatever, and I still remember because it's such an unbelievable holiday, but like Michael was just kind of 18 then as well. And I remember uh, he was, I think he got like a Long Island iced tea or whatever, Mam always, I think Mam usually brings it up, like and first experience of drinking probably didn't end too well now. <laughs> All right. Yeah. <laughs> That's gas, yeah. So you were, you were nine and you remember, again, yeah, Jane? Yeah. Uh, 12. Oh, you were 12? Oh, sorry. Yeah. Right. 98, yeah. baby. Yeah. Oh right, yeah. yeah. I can still look down at people born in the two thousands. Like you're just a baby, you know. Like I'm just inside fucking two thousand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, look. Yeah, I've. Uh, yeah, it, it comes up so often that like, oh no, you're in the late twenties or whatever. But like, you kind of have to just roll with it. Yeah. With the punches, but like, the biggest thing that strikes me when I'm in work and they take someone's year of birth, and like you do have to double check sometimes, you know, whether you know the father or two children or whatever, and you're like. Just making sure, yeah, and yeah, the wife is born two thousand five, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's mental seeing people like 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 I think as it comes up a lot in soccer, like there's young lads breaking through into the first team in the Premier League and everything and like they're born in like fucking two thousand seven. Oh my god. Like, like two thousand six or whatever. It's just like yeah. how how are you playing Premier League football? Like and like I've seen lads my age like fucking like like a lot of like Arsenal players like Saka and stuff are only like 22 or 23 or whatever like and they're and now they're getting contracts for 300,000 uh, or 300,000 300, a week it's just like what the fuck am I doing with that <laughs> yeah that's crazy Shane I wanted to speak about marketing and like well first of all like the reason I wanted to have you on is because your Robbie did a huge amount behind the scenes and you do a huge amount behind the scenes now and like I just don't fully understand how you have the patience, how Robbie had the patience, how you have the patience. Like, because is it because you like observing it, or like there's a there's an enjoyment in the production of it, or what would you describe it? Yeah, like there's there's a lot of things to enjoy. Like obviously it is a uh, time consuming thing, but like it's it's like that kind of all saying is like enjoy what you do and, and like like uh, yeah, I'm not gonna get it right. But like enjoy enjoy your work and do what you enjoy and you'll never work a day or that's it yeah yeah like I enjoy like say on the, usually on a Sunday when we're coming out here like mm. and just sitting down taking an hour to just talk and like it doesn't have to be on anything serious doesn't have to be anything funny like it's just sitting down having a chat like and then like it's just enjoyable that way and then like it's obviously learning new skills is very enjoyable like I would have never learned how to edit a podcast or edit audio and especially like until like and I remember when I was taking over this Robbie very uh, very fortunately put together like videos for video tutorials for me to follow and everything which is a oh, massive help for me to I still you look back and then when I, I'm not sure what to do but like yeah like creating content is very enjoyable like seeing like well usually when you have the two cameras here like pressing here pressing there like switching camera views like making a kind of immersive experience so like your change camera views making it a lot more interesting and a, a lot more movement to it and then once you see the end product like like you have a real crisp audio you have a immersive video like interesting and then like breaking that down into smaller forms of content like into a reel and then seeing like like that performing well like we had like I won a couple of weeks ago I got 14,000 views and it's just like it's mad to think like seeing the results like 14,000 people actually watch the video you created like it's a good it's a good feeling shows that like this stuff has worked your time like at that this kind of day is getting out there it's not just like there's no results no end goal coming from it mm. like so yeah like content creation is like a big thing in my like with my work and like seeing that seeing the results of that is kind of where you get your satisfaction out of it like uh, like with the property stuff like there was a a small house in Core Town that I did and it ended up getting 60,000 views on Facebook like and it just it was very very random because there's a lot of nicer houses I've done but that one I think because of the location in Core Town and people like obviously there's a, a larger number of people that would know Core Town like from Dublin coming down on holidays and would love to buy a house in Core Town that's probably why people are liking it and then commenting on it and then that's why the algorithm is pushing it and then everything like that like there's yeah. a lot of uh, a lot of different aspects to go into like content creation that's Keeps you on your toes. Yeah, but that can all go on. But like you, ultimately, you love the process. Like, 
and it's that process that that delivers the content mm. you know like you, you can have all the factors that generate the success but you like you just go into it as you said at the start just to with people sitting down and chatting you know or mm. going to a house for that sort of sale you know and it's when you go from that base point and just from that repeated process it, it iterates and it it, it um it leads to that success that you talk about at the end, which is interesting. Is that like marketing is always tra- changing? I think, mm. uh, like, and it's also. You, I don't think you can become attached to anything like uh, with your work either. Would you say no? You have to change. Can't say have to be on your toes. Like, like, if I, like when my kind of personal social media, I, like I follow a lot of people that do all these tips and follow the trends and follow the like the changes to kind of algorithms and stuff like that. It's just way too complicated to keep on top of like you just have to go through it and then you f- like you think that yeah like oh this is good this is going to work now and then like oh no that worked that would have worked a week week or two mm-hmm. weeks ago but now like now it's changing like instagram or tiktok have changed their algorithm to they want this or they want that like it just kind of keeps you on your toes a lot more like and it's very very hard to actually keep on top of it but like the fun is in the learning of it really like mm-hmm. you're it's like i say what a lot of people like you want to be good at your job and then once you kind of develop these skills and you're good at these skills you kind of have it in your head that it's like it's kind of that feeding your ego type thing it's like oh I figured this out this is great like I can I'm able to do this like everything like that like when it's say like editing the podcast like having the three cameras there and able to go from one camera to the other to the other and then like discovering new kind of resources and stuff like with, like the audio and stuff like there's a I was telling you before it's like uh, Adobe podcast like it's a speech enhancer so like before I would have to spend like for each podcast I probably would have to spend like 10 minutes or, f- or 10 minutes or that like just going through different like uh, options and stuff and different sliders for like the settings but now I just download the raw audio take it put it into the system and then I think it's AI that kind of enhances it so well, like any sort of like well, a lot of audio there's usually a bit of hissing or a bit of background noise or something like that this just eliminates that and then makes like the, even like the worst sounding of mics into something that's very crisp and sounds like a professional studio on an expensive mic like so like learning those kind of resources along the way and to make your job easier is, mm. is always always fun like mm. yeah I've been thinking all week, Shane, about resonance. And I know I've discussed it before in the podcast, but it always just blows my mind. Like, everything is resonating. How, like, how how the sun is reacting with Roshin's body now, it's that resonance, like, and it's that exchange of, it's that exchange of properties. Like, um, this shirt that I'm wearing is designed by Mick Malai, the architect. Mm-hmm. And Mick um, also told me about this book called Carlo Novelli and it's about quantum physics and the essence of the point he was trying to make is that almost everything is a reaction between two objects and in life in in the whatever spiritual or philosophy things that I'd be thinking about it at all I always find that exchange really interesting how when you strip it back there's two things like last week I was saying about pendulums but like and the pendulums and how they swing back and forth and, and attract all our energy, whether it's, you know, news or um, this political party or hating that political or Trump or Clinton or Biden. You know, it's all it's all um, two poles. Mm. It's uh, polar swings. But like. Resonance is a really interesting thing that I don't I, I think we're still uh, getting our heads around and like. Uh, like, do you ever, does it ever, like music, like we listen to music mm. and we think that sounds great, but we never think like, if that was out of tune, we'd notice or whatever. Like mm. it's, it's the thing, it's the properties that are leading to this, this great reaction in ourselves that is going on. And when you observe it, it's like, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Like I think with a lot of things, you can just go through the motions without sitting, sitting, taking a step back and actually looking absolutely to, to what it is. Like. There's nothing, abs- nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Exactly. But like, for me anyway, I love, I love going that little bit deeper and like, I, I just, it's great when you sit on a theme for a week and 
I I don't I didn't actually really find it, but I just I just really grew into this idea and and even take it with you now into your week that like that am I resonating with the people around me and are they a positive influence in my life or am I resonating with my partner and like what what emotions is that creating and where is that leading it to probably one of the beautiful examples of resonance for me last week was uh, last night in uh, in the Palms when Mark and I did uh, the bread work mm. Barry Adamson I'd really recommend anyone to have a look at Barry Adamson's uh, Instagram because it was um, he has really great events and everything and this was a really intimate circle like and because everyone was there and just focused on themselves and focused on um, you know engaging with an open minded to what Barry was leading with the breath work mm. it led to this uh, trippy experience for me anyway mm. and I loved it um, but um, yeah I think that's all I have to say about breath yeah it's mad that uh, how breath work actually like the reactions that uh, you can have to it and how something so simple as fucking breathing can like I don't know like take your mind somewhere else or like what like like the Wim Hof breathing and everything like that the benefits or the like the effects afterwards like what can happen with it it's just it's it's mad to think that something so simple can have such a like profound effect yeah like like uh, what I was coming up on the radio yesterday was the uh, you know you cover your mouth you're the tape for your sleeping yeah. yeah like and they were talking about that again and like remember Mark was doing that last year like mm. how sim like how just breathing in a different way can affect your sleep and affect mm. your and then your sleep and affects your mood and like the, that chain kind of reaction like yeah. to everything but yeah no, I think I definitely will check out uh, Barry Adamson's stuff now it's something with that, uh, that Wim Hof breathing stuff is something that I think I do want to have a go up because I've never actually done it before yeah there are so many different everyone experiences in different ways and it's serving each person in their own way that they need as well I think like mm. um, things are coming up for me that were I, I thankfully had a really uh, really positive really encouraging um, deep experience uh, but it wasn't as positive for other people they, they were dealing with whatever was coming mm. for them but the biggest thing for me was the, the pulses that the elect it's like fizzy electric that goes flows currents flowing through your body mm. and you can just sink into that a little bit deeper and you get you you become um we rush through life and all and like it's nicer to be able to um to take your time for yourself mm. more than anything else um I think that was one of the biggest th- things coming out for me and everyone else there yesterday um but the tingling sensations like you know speak about Wim Hof like Wim Hof you'd feel your hands and your feet maybe tingle this was all over the body all over the body all up to the jaw and everything yeah. um, and speaking of the jaw you uh, you haven't seen these yolks on Instagram have you there's this yolk now um, it's been flat out sponsored on my Instagram content that you chew and it's like a, it's like about the size of maybe a little bit smaller than your no, half the size of your fist, and you put it in your mouth, and you chew, and it strengthens your jaw. Yes, so jaw like yes, I've seen this before. Yeah, yeah, like just jaw trainers, like yeah, it's called mewing or something. Yeah, I think something along them lines. Um, yeah, so mewing has come up in my stuff before, uh, like on my Instagram and stuff before. Um, yeah, it's something that I've actually looked into before. Like when say like you're when I was about eighteen, nineteen, like. And obviously you're very self-conscious and like you're worried about your fucking jawline and stuff. I've seen that before that like used to tilt your head back and like start tensing your jaw and putting like your your jaw, like your chin out and do like try straighten your jaw so that you'll actually work those muscles. I don't know if it fucking worked. It was just something that like uh, I practiced for a while to try give myself a better jawline. But that's mm-hmm. what basically I've seen before. I've seen like a lot of different companies basically drop ship, shipping the same products like you mold to your tea and like there's different levels and you're putting like that in your but like you don't know if it actually works or what's mm. the actual real benefit for us like are you going to actually incinerate your chewing gum or something along them lines but yeah yeah it's definitely Have you another technical talking point uh, yeah uh, quick quick fire topic Michael describe the Eurovision in one word and there's only one right answer oh right yeah, uh, right. Well, my answer is beautiful. No, we're looking for shit. Uh, yeah, no, I watched the semi finals. I oh, know I watched the results of the semi finals when Ireland were uh, performing. I seen Ireland's performance uh, afterwards, but like Ireland not getting through, very disappointing. 
but like and then like yeah I seen like after they done the results and then they played the the acts that got you ahead of Ireland I was like me like I haven't watched the Eurovision and I, I didn't watch it in the last couple of years now I watched just results and I was like this is the furthest fucking thing from a singing competition I've ever seen bring back Johnny Logan <laughs> those are the good old days like it's not it's not singing it's fucking TikTok expanded like that's interesting I hear Finland are meant to be very TikTok like uh, yeah, with like, their dads but like yeah but you just we're, we're not doing well at it but like what are you talking I, uh, yeah, no, it's not a thing that I want to do well. No. Like, <laughs> I, it's if you're doing well in it, you're doing something fucking wrong. Like, <laughs> like, yeah. like we sent dust in the turkey. Oh, yeah. like that just shows how. Like, can we not just make it that Jedward go every year and we just go We just leave it at that. Like, we don't need other people. Like, because yeah. like, uh, and I seen the wild youth. Like, obviously they're they were in flamboyant uh, outfits. The like your man was in a golden. Uh, very slim uh, bodysuit, but yeah, he's he's been getting a hard time on it, saying like he's a uh, uh, Harry Styles from Wish. Oh, a lot, a lot of stuff <laughs> coming out, but like, yeah, yeah. Um, but like, it's just I don't know. I was watching it for Ashton felt that our brain cells were dying. He was looking at it and I thought, do I just take it back and like it's only last two and a half minutes, and then Marty Whelan's giving you a joke, and then it's there's this you get to watch this beautiful passage of wherever whatever cities are talking about or whatever and ah sure no it's not grand it's a, again like like what I said last week or one of the weeks before it's not something that I'm going to be rushing to change no yeah first, <laughs> not something that uh, it's like what we were talking about with, was the last week you were saying Aristotle it's like picking up a topic and dropping it it's, oh yeah <laughs> yeah it's like I can give out about it for two minutes but now it's just not going to take <laughs> up the rest of my day uh, uh, moving on uh Cars, I like I was going to, cars NCTs. Uh, I had my D, uh, like the same thing in the DOE tests, mm-hmm. uh, like for the commercial vehicles. I had it the other day, um, but yeah, it passed luckily. But fuck, it's a stressful thing. Like, how worrying about having going to NCT and failing, and like just I had to get two new tires during the week, uh, beforehand, and then uh, I was told afterwards, like you passed anyway, but um, the shock absorbers on my left hand side were leaking, and oh. I told Mick this, and I was like. Yeah, that's because you're driving too close to the ditch. Oh. Because, like, you're going into kind of, like, the potholes and stuff on the left. And so it's like, mate, we live out in the fucking countryside. I'm, how can I avoid driving into the ditch? The wor- roads are fucking this wide. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and sticking on to cars. Uh, have you have you been on cars buying sales today? No. What's you up? haven't caught up? Uh, not, no, it's not for sale. Actually, there is something for sale, Mark's uh, DJ uh, mixer set. They're sold. Connor Moore. Connor Moore. Uh, he's gone, has he? Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Uh, he got in quick. Yeah. Very good. I saw there's a little, there's a good, a good bargain there. Um, you know that thing? It's better than a walking stick because it has this, this four prongs at the end of it. Have you ever seen one of them? It's like what the old man has an up and he has like four little tennis bottles on it. Yeah, yeah, similar to that. Yeah. A tenor, it's a steel. Get on it. There you go. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So today on Claire's wine cell, a uh, gory scandal. Uh, two uh, masked uh, men are going around in the middle of the night and checking what cars are unlocked around gory states and rummaging oh, through them. Right. Yeah, someone had a CCTV video of uh, today, I'm fairly sure it was. Wow. Um, I think it was in, you know, Oak Hill and Oakwood, like all those by, by Pat Oak Tesco. Tesco yeah. And you go to the business bag, yeah, they're like two lads going into the car and then like obviously the light for the CCTV comes up and they look at it and it's like, get out of that car. And like, you know, one of the lads has the other one the camera there. And they just go off into the next driveway and have it sees that car open and that car open. And then then after, then I went into the comments and someone else had video of oh my God. F- 5, 5 a.m. They're outside their house. I think it might be in Korea Woods or somewhere. Jeez, that they're man. going around there at 5 a.m. And apparently reports of them being based in every state, like Ramsgate Village, everything. Yeah. Mental. Like... Two lads, they look like oh, really? look like young enough men, like they're in tracksuits yeah. and stuff. They have like their face covered and all. Like, well, I'm the way I come to. That's mad. Lock your doors, Claire, yeah. Lock your doors. But it's great that um, Claire's mind cell. It's that's a positive of Claire's mind mm. cell. Like I would never have thought that. Like, yeah. There's no way before Facebook you could actually tell people. Just a reminder there. To lock your yeah, lock your cars. Yeah, yeah. And it's all something that I'm fucking fears worried about because like I'd be lugging around. 
camera equipment and all that for work like yeah. worth a lot of money so like every time I'm leaving the car I press the button about five times when I'm not mm-hmm. looking and I look at it and press it again <laughs> just to make sure because yeah, yeah I can't go anywhere but like that be, that's always something that such a uh, routine thing locking locking doors and everything like even when I'm like nine times out of ten when I walk out of the house and lock it I'm like did I fucking lock that door Every yeah. time I, uh, I like it's something that's just like you do it instinctually, and then five seconds later, like did, yeah, it, did, did I do it? And it's just like it's just something that like your brain is like, no, we don't need to keep that. We, that's yeah. that's clogging up the memory, and like we're, yeah. storage is full. Don't need that. Is full. Storage is always full. yeah. And um, so and uh, next topic, uh, Jason Tindall. Have you heard of this man? Probably not because you're not a big oh. soccer fan. Uh, Jason Tindall is the assistant manager of Newcastle United right. and has been making headlines uh, in the last couple of weeks uh, right. so I think this the first came to my attention when Arsenal playing Newcastle last week uh, game was over and usually the managers shake hands first the sky cameras go and, but this time it was the assistant manager went up and shook Mikel Arteta's hand first and then like the, then the manager is next and uh, then on Twitter Twitter exploded with this man Jason Tindall uh, he and they've been rooting around. He's he's been known for this, like known to every time the playing whistle goes, he's straight over to the opposition manager and to shake his hand first. And with, uh, he's very animated on the sidelines as well. And with any team photo, he's in the centre of it. He somehow finds like Newcastle are big fans of uh, dressing room photos after um, after a victory, and they have a big group huddle. And who's dead centre? Jason Tindall. Uh, and uh, there's a Twitter page dedicated to him now that is, uh, I think it's 50,000 uh, followers now. I'll just get it up here. Uh, sorry, we're on airplane mode. He's the quintessential Irish politician, though. Yeah, Jason Tindall, Jason Tindall is desperate to be centre of attention, is the Twitter page, right. and it has 51.1,000 followers. Okay. But, like, you can f- look at that, like, he's, uh, it's a very funny meme nowadays days on. yeah but like you see so is it that blatant that he's not going to go much further or do you think he is in line to get a club uh, he has been uh, number one in places before so this actually brings oh, right. I think he was he was over Bournemouth for a bit but uh, this brings me this was actually eagle eye spotted by a friend of the pod but not really a friend of the pod uh, Paul Galvin oh, noticed this man back in 2017 and tweeted Hashtag Bournemouth number two. This is when he was the number two at Bournemouth. Thinks he's the manager. Loves the take centre stage. Take a seat, man. This is when Bournemouth were playing out a few years ago. So, and Paul actually retweeted this uh, when Jason Hiddle has been blowing up and it's like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, Paul Galvin had the foresight. He's to, fun. He's probably yeah. had it back in 2017. But yes, he was the system manager and he became manager of Bournemouth. Yeah. Like, and now he's back. Yeah, I think he was he, like, he was the same manager that was at he was number two at Bournemouth at this time. He's the same, he's the same manager at Newcastle now he's number two. Oh, right. So they're a good pair. Good no, pair, and yeah. It reminds me of, I don't know why, it's just a, like Alistair Campbell has this book called Champions or whatever and like um, a lot of it is just about um, it's a very good book very good book about a winning mindset mm. and he obviously comes from politics or whatever but like he would have been all about strategy and just getting PR getting yourself out there and like mm. what he's doing is like no, getting that. a Twitter account yeah. it does any news is good news like, yeah. I remember hearing a story before of a rather flamboyant politician and they were front page for um from page for tax issues or whatever it's always the best thing ever because they will be in every kitchen table in Ireland mm. that day and it's that mindset of like uh, once I'm once I'm right it'll be right too yeah it's an interesting approach Um, yes there's a there's a lot in that yeah no publicity is bad publicity yeah Um. so moving on Uh. Your house, Michael, because obviously I'm not sure what I was saying earlier, I'm house-sitting for my auntie and uncle and oh, yeah. my cousin this week. Very lovely new house down in uh, Clone overlooking the beach. Uh, is there any unique features that you are planning to install or have installed in your house as there, as I've been telling everyone this when I, like that, so I've been cooking obviously down in my auntie and uncle's house and they have uh, they brand new like a kitchen island, like uh, like right in the centre, like an island in the centre kitchen and like have the, the cooker there and like obviously they have the four like actual like Hobbs is it or mm. whatever and in the centre is the fan in built into the island and the fan like like the steam will go up and then straight back down into the 
into the centre of the final. I thought that's fucking brilliant. It is, and we have the same, the same one. Yeah, that was Tessa. Everyone is, is Tessa. It? Yeah, oh, it's nice. a Tessa model or whatever. Or oh, well, oh, sorry, I should uh, preface that. It's not the same as Tessa. It's a Nikola Tesla hub. So they're two different no, companies. Right. I take it, but anyway, I like, I like having Tesla in the house. Uh, no, I'm not in the kitchen. Not yet. No, he might be outside one day. Please God. <laughs> and. Um, what was this? Ah, sure. Two two massive uh, doors of glass. This is the biggest thing. Like, uh, you know what Mark was saying last week? So, uh, the, the balls and the keys or, or the key. Yeah. Yeah, fine key ball. And um, lovely stairs, lovely kitchen. Um, an inbuilt coffee machine. Um, Ashton was big on that. Um, getting, it's a real luxury and a gift and a privilege. Getting, being able to have plans for your own house is unreal because you can actually have designed it the way you want mm. like we um, the biggest thing was the master bedroom Ashton has designed that to have her own vanity unit and her own walk-in wardrobe and that is spectacular mm. um, so yeah I think they're the biggest things but it's just um, it's great to create your own space yeah I think. like playing Sims in real life yeah yeah it's fucking fantastic yeah 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 because yeah, no, I was because obviously like all four are like Mark and myself will be planning and building out here in mm. a few years time please God and it's like in my own head like I don't want a boring house like, like obviously because I'm going around the houses taking photos and it's like a lot of these houses are just running the middle like it's just somewhere to live like I don't want somewhere to live I want somewhere mm. I can enjoy living like and make mm. something different because like so in my head like there's just ideas spewing around I'd like, say that what, yeah. yeah like what can I do to just make it that's incredible my house like I don't want just simple Simple, mm. plain, boring, like. But it's that it's that being uh, able to have opened yourself up to that diversity of mm. of a range of houses is a, a great gift for you, really. Yeah, Roisin and her mum loved the idea of my job going around in. Oh yeah, but around no, that house, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just she Roisin just lo- loves the idea of just you know, walking around people's houses and seeing that, seeing everything. Like, and I'm just like. Like, yeah, it's it's fine. Like, yeah, yeah. Some of them are very full of fucking clutter. That's right. It's my job. I was fun. Uh, so, Michael, what do you like to do in your spare time that the viewers might not know? Ooh, I say this because uh, I was just uh, thinking to myself, like, what fucking topics can I make? But uh, I am I'm a very big FIFA fan. I'm still like I'm fucking still spent, twenty four, and I'm just hooked on FIFA I don't mm. know what it is I think it's because I'm stuck in my office all day and I can I have my Playstation in my office so I'm just like what the fuck can I do so now I can just play FIFA and Roche and always gives out about it like because there's certain objectives and things to get accomplishments and get new things and like say like to come out at six new ones come out at six o'clock and I in my head I'm like I have to go on at six o'clock to do some of this mm. and then Roche is like you're, you're a fucking child <laughs> so but no I'm not a child video games have been proven to help uh, your critical thinking so oh, that's my excuse yes. <laughs> sorry Shane but that sounded like you made that up at the spot no no but like yeah what's well, legal like is it alright like, yeah I know it's grand yeah when I was writing back oh, our, right. uh, for me our, uh, Tai Chi in your garden Tai Chi um, I don't know Mark like Mark do you remember when Mark brought out like after four hours of meditating did it yeah like it was scarily accurate yeah I've like, I, I just well not for four hours but mm. like it's just a lot of things can be meditative or whatever and um, I used to do spend a lot more time in meditation but now I'm kind of in the stage where I like to try and approach everything that I'm doing meditatively to mm. live in the present moment um, I've been blessed recently you've been extremely uh, productive in a lot of areas um, but that comes from having a strong uh, spiritual foundation for me that's really important mm. And uh, so a lot of it, if you were, if you were to put money on what Michael Dwyer is doing right now, he could be sitting still would probably be even money. Nine to four would be, um, nine to four would be in a meeting. Um, Thirty-three to one would be in a pub. Like look, I've no some time in pubs is fine. Yeah. And I have no problem with one-to-one contact, but there's times in Penny Blues where it's just all the people are there and it's just like, no, no. No, no, no. Hey, oh, hey. Get away from me. You jump off the one. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, that's, I had another note here. It's like, I was thinking today and like, well, even yesterday, like it's a Friday and it's sunny and like people are texting me and it's like, here we go to the beer garden. And it's like, I was thinking to myself, what, 
a question for you. It's like, it's a sunny weekend day or a bank holiday or something along them lines. A lot, like a lot of people that would enjoy a pint is like, I'd love to be in the beer garden. What is Michael Dwyer's version of a beer garden on a sunny day? Uh, maybe a, a pint of, a pint of my body in Blackburn. I know, but like, where would you go? Like, see, people, people go? would go, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where would I go? Where would I go? You're not welcome in the pub to drink Good question. I go, <laughs> I don't know. It, it, it doesn't come up that often because I, I'm doing other bits and pieces. Mm. Like, you know, I suppose, uh, I love going for a coffee with a mate. The coffee or something like that. That's just, um, meetings have been flat out at the moment as well, though. Ashton has, it, I'm sure I've mentioned it on the podcast, everything I do at the moment, she believes it's a cult. So, I, and then, um, they're just gathering followers. Well, yeah, I'm oh, <laughs> just in the cult, you know. So, um, but it's just the way things are because um, everything has been going quite intensely at Everton and it's quite productive, but like um, cults are also quite intense. Mm. So, you know, there is a crossover there. Yeah. Interest. I'm not really answering your question, Shane, because we're coming into the summer and I probably will have a better idea in the summer. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll make an I'll say a reminder now for a month's, a month's time, same question, same time. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yes. So well, you must love the beer garden. Like I'm off. Oh, there's nothing better. There's nothing like it. There's n- like when you've when you really like obviously because like I have my own business. I'm like on work mode a lot of time. Like I can just like oh, I can just go and do this or do that or I could be doing this. It's like when there's a time when I say like I can just go. I can go to the pub early. I don't have to go and go at eight o'clock in the evening. I can go at two o'clock or go four o'clock yeah. or something. And you can just sit outside and. In a, in a pair of shorts you don't have to be dressed up you don't have to be done up you can just go and sit outside in the sun and have a large bottle and well looks Shane if we need a referendum on it I'm all for yeah. day drinking I think day yeah, drinking yeah, yeah. Well, night because, sorry yeah night, what, who made this uh, why, why was night drinking thing like why would you why do you have to go to 4 in the morning why can't you go from 12 o'clock in the afternoon to yeah uh, like to 12 o'clock at night that's 12 hours of drinking it makes so much sense uh, because uh, we had uh, we were blessed to attend Jude uh, uh, Rose McDonald's Christen mm-hmm. uh, last Sunday and like you were the people started drinking at uh, 3 o'clock and finished at half 12 but it was a full on day and like that was fine yeah it was fine, fine. yeah we can call it quits at any reasonable hour get to bed yeah yeah yeah, and everyone was able to, well, no, no, everyone was able to go to work next day. Mine was, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> it was just a reasonable hour. It made so much sense. So I'm all for, if you have, if someone questions you on your drinking habits, you have my full permission today on a Tuesday to go to the beer garden. I'm sure yeah, many people would yeah. take that offer. John O'Hallon on the board in the middle of, uh, in the middle of, he could be off in Egypt at the moment, and he's probably going to have serious words with his boss now because... You know, where's the beer garden on the boat? Yeah. Well, when they say the boat sounds pleasurable, it's it's more, um, what do you call it? It's a canoe. It's not a canoe either. It's uh, one of those oil tankers. Mm. Yes. yes. So there's no crack on them. No, very, very, very little. <laughs> no, and it's not a cruise. There you go. Yeah. Um. So we have controversial food takes, Michael. Okay, right. Uh, I got in the last week in my group chat with my friends recently for Sonic. Uh, there's one of the lads who is a very fucking fussy eater and I've now been kind of pushed into his boat. Uh, he, uh, his chicken rolls in school were chicken and butter. And, yeah, I think it was just chicken and butter. Like, and that was it. He'd, get, like, he'd have no flavour receptor, mm-hmm. receptors in his mouth. Like, and he, but well, a lot of, like, I hate pickles, gherkins, right. cucumber. Like, I'm a big fan of veg, like, but not that. Cucumber as well? Yeah, no, okay. it's weird. Um, yeah, Roshan, the Roshan's a big fan of just eating a cucumber. Like, I just don't even fight. I um, hate it. Uh, but yeah, gherkins on a burger. Or pickles. Uh, a new one was rocket leaves. Don't see the point in them. What is, what is the point? I don't like it. Stringy. I carry Like, I hate, on a, hate when you go to like some a new deli and you ask for like lettuce or something and it's fucking rocket. Right. No. Yeah. And like a pizza and you just put rocket on it. It's like, it's just stringy leaves. And it's like, don't sit wine now. Whereas like wearing my iceberg lettuce. Big fan of iceberg lettuce. All right. But uh, yeah, Rocket now can can suck it. Uh have you any oh and another one was before, like we aren't a jam eating household. No, we, oh, we don't we don't when I was younger I would never there's never a real jam around like I find jam a funny food though. Yeah. Like 
oh, there's very little food substance out there that like oh it's half sugar but it's fine yeah it's fine it's, it's a flavor like it's flavoured like or, or raspberry it's fruit yeah but uh, yeah like we never really had jam in the house or whatever so I was never really uh, exposed to it we had marmalade in the house marmalade uh, yeah I know I got, chef's kiss yeah I got a lot of stick before like a lot of lads were having conversations like uh What's your favourite flavour of jam? And I was like, fuck jam, marmalade on them. And I got a terrible stick for it. So, yeah. Do you have any controversial food takes? Uh, don't like mushrooms. Yeah. Um, no, I'm, well, I'd be fussy though. I'd like a good spicy meal, but, uh, no, no. Um, yeah, I'd be fan, I, I'm a massive fan of mushrooms, like them on a pizza. Right. Yeah, or in a pasta. I think I'd steer, I'd steer towards certain foods. So that's the main thing, like, you mm. I wouldn't be a big fan of ham or bacon. I'd be hitting miss a bacon. Or mm. whatever. Yeah. yeah, it brings on the same topic. So just a few uh, quick fire questions. Your go-to takeaway at the moment? Um, wild spice. Mm. This is very gory centric, uh, but like oh, yeah. spice, you can only well no, it's just that. Well, I believe wild spice should be best eaten on a weekday mm. because on a weekend they're too busy. Oh, way too busy. I was standing outside there. Yeah. So leave them in the weekend and go to the new uh, it's a Bella Luna pizzeria mm. on I haven't tried there yet now beautiful oh my goodness you yeah. get there um, yes they're my and uh, now with Hattie Am from my street food mm. I love the um, honey pepper chicken out of there oh yes so it's just like pure comfort food mm. it's like the honey is just so sweet like I love it when I'm hungover deadly it's just pure pure comfort food yeah um, is that uh, your go-to then yeah yeah hungover food now but I'm a big fan recently I popped the barbecue roast pork out there something something else uh, are you a pizza man? Oh, I love a good pizza what's your what would your favourite pizza I don't know it'd just be a notion pizza man whatever I, I, I skip the start and we go to the bottom yeah what what is. yeah, yeah. Uh, it wouldn't be the meatiest but it'd be more like if you had a Diablo sausage but you also had a black pudding or something and mm. you know I'd maul for the combos on the pizza yeah. and do you know what we don't have enough calzones in the world I've never had one now. oh yeah, calzone is beautiful but you don't see that a lot here no uh, but yeah I'd love a bit a bit chorizo now and yeah. loads of cheese and yeah me, you, me is usually like usually the meatiest pizza there but uh, like we're up in when we were in Belfast like we're, we've been there twice now we went to the same pizza place Pizza Punks now in Belfast very very top class mm. pizza um, but yeah black pudding oh it's unbelievable on a pizza yeah so good um, uh, burger toppings what would your ideal burger look like it'd be meaty anyway and there'd be um, a good crispy cheese or, or a crispy onion and cheese anyway and uh Again, it's about the, it's about the, about the whole lot. It's about the whole yard. You want, um, I'm not a plain man anyway. Yeah. I want, I want it all. Yeah. I, yeah, I'd have everything on it, yeah. on a burger, burger, gherkins now. Or mustard, not a fan of mustard. Right. Um, yeah. But like this new trend, well not a new trend, like for the last good few years, like pizzas, or not pizzas, burgers. They're right. going, they're going bigger this way. They should be going bigger this way. Oh, right. You can't mount doesn't go this way. Like, at least like with the burger like you can still get still get enough in kind of expanding it this way if you're going this way I hate when you, you do you're really excited for this burger and it's fucking decided like I'm going to have to deconstruct this now to fit it in my mouth not a fan of that no. uh, favourite fizzy drink um, rock shandy or coke zero coke zero yeah uh, pink zero sugar uh, Pink lemonade lucasade is my go to oh, these days. I'm going to try that. Oh, it's fantastic. Nice shout. Yeah. Fantastic. Uh, favorite chocolate bar? Um, dark one. One of those dark ones from Lidl. They're in a, they're a fair trade cocoa or something like that. Mm. Red. Oh, loved it. Mm. Galaxy caramel. Oh, yeah. I think that'd be my a good share bar for you. I go to. I see a new thing now where Ocean's after getting in. It's fucking dangerous. It's like a 6kg tub. You know the big like mustard oh, mustard tubs yeah. you get? Like about size, like same size as that. It's a uh, Kinder Bueno uh, sauce. It's not really sauce, like it's thick sauce. It's like Nutella. Yeah. But it's Kinder Bueno and like she got it the other day and I just took a spoon in like, and it's literally the centre of Ooh, no. the Kinder Bueno and like, uh, like, like she's lucky she can't have it because yeah. of dairy and everything in it. 
but like if I was if that, if that was near me like I'd be walking around the kitchen and like I'll just get a little spoon and another little spoon and it'd be size of a fucking house by the time ah, it's, it's top class uh, crisps Michael um, I'd be more popcorn man popcorn man wouldn't be a crisp man yeah, no uh, I, I love I do love Pringles but I think best crisps are like the O'Donnell's or Kyo's like those real thick crunchy ones mm. fucking can't get enough of it Mm. Um, apparently there's great profit margin in crisps I because they, so, yeah. yeah even like those ones they get this boost of artisan but like all they're doing is putting a bit more care into their potato like yeah not cutting them as as thin like. yeah yeah I love those crisps um, sweets sweets Jenny how are you sweets but I'm with scones 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 are my sweets I mm. love scones I, I do love a scone now uh, great a mix Andy like our great Andy Ina is a uh, avid uh, baker and she makes fantastic oh, you can't beat that. when she's baking them she sprinkles a small bit of sugar on top and it oh, right. into it it's fantastic mm. okay. um, who have anything else uh, yeah where did you get your hair though uh, Jordan Doyle well my goodness that's some advertisement for Jordan yeah having, I haven't got a haircut now and he did the beard as well no no I just no. do it on myself because there's not much to work with so well, yeah but uh, you do it quite well yeah I just have, I just got a new razor out of boots for about 30 euros so right. I just line it up and like a random a very patchy kind of like like there's just little fluff hair and little fluff hair and it doesn't actually connect anywhere so I have to just kind of shave here and shave here and then just trim it as well but you know where to cut that hair yeah yeah, yeah so Jordan's a good man for the hair yeah very precise oh yeah I love uh, like I obviously went and I was on sabbatical from haircuts for two and a half years mm. uh, but yeah first Jordan was only recently opened up and I think yourself and Mark went home and so I was like fuck it I'll go, I'll go now and a very enjoyable experience Jordan's a very uh, lovely chef and he's mm. very easy to talk like that's what you want in your bar where you can sit there and just you can talk about anything mm. for whatever 20 minutes you're there like you don't you don't like you hate hey when you're going to the bar and you just sat there and you're like I'm nothing to talk to this man about like mm. you just want to speak absolute nonsense for 20 minutes so it goes by faster um, yeah especially when thinking about growing out my hair slightly longer now but not as long as it was but just have it yeah flowing when you're able to have able to have his expertise flowing over it or uh, uh, meddling in it I think it helps mm. uh, yeah yeah, yeah. he's after after opening up an act when I was in indeed so. yeah he's, doing, he's fine yeah it's good to see yeah. hopefully he'll give us 50 euro for this little yeah promo uh, yeah so uh Finishing off uh, Jack Cush Oh Curveball Oh comes no, I met, I met Jack Cush uh, Jack Cush couldn't do Order 6 training That's alright Jack That's okay But I asked him Would he jump on a Bouncy Castle At, uh, at Communion today for me So hopefully he will <laughs> I think Bouncy Castles are great There's yeah. this one And there was this one In Kilmacana yesterday It was a dragon and it looks absolutely impressive. Yeah, yeah. It's mad like these days, like the community confirmation like season. Like you just want yeah. you can drive anywhere, and you're probably right enough five minutes away from a fucking bounce castle. Yeah, it's yeah. mental. Uh, yeah, with Jack, I've seen him in Gore, and I, I mean, rushing and getting a coffee out of Hungry Bear, and they're walking back, and I just seen Jack, and it just uh, I came back in my head there. Have I ever told you about my and Jack Cush's first meeting? No. Uh, it was uh, Rocket League football. Oh wow! In Castletown, and. Uh, right. <laughs> yeah, Jack. I was corner forward. Jack was cor- cornerback, uh, and uh, Jack is, as you know, a sticky marker. Uh, oh, right, yeah, uh, yeah. very, very sticky that day. And this, as a lot of people can attest to, I, I have my anger issues under control these days. But I didn't back then. <laughs> Jack Cush was uh, swinging bone hands around me, and I, I had the ball. I dropped it. I don't know why. My left hand. I was like, I'm right handed. I decided I'm gonna hit him with my left hand. Third hand, and. Like he dropped, he dropped like, and uh, obviously Mikhail. Oh no, uh, Pablo Boyle was the referee, so I, <laughs> I, I got a serious warning and slap on the wrist when I got back to school that day from Miss Kenny, and that was it. Oh, okay. yeah, and I, I only figured out. I so saw like when then that was obviously in sixth class. When I went in the first year, Jack was in a few of my classes and I was very friendly with him. And we were, I remember, uh, we were all in the change rooms for PE, yeah. and Re- I think it was Reese Hughes turned around and was like. I remember you when you boxed Jack in uh, Racket League, and I was like, "Fucking box Jack!" And uh, memory just floated back to me. So that um, me and Jack are great friends now. Yeah, we're all through yeah. school. Like, but mine and Jack's first meeting was uh, wow, it was a very uh, explosive one. Yeah, that's like Ned Ned Purcell and your granddad, mm. and John Brown became great friends. And I think they started their first meeting was. Um, Punching each other in the stand in in Belfield. Yeah, 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 I remember. Sounds typical. <laughs> yeah, it's very. It runs in the in the gym. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and there was another little uh, tidbit. What was it? 
punch it. Oh yes, refereeing and, and record league. Uh, I remember Cahal Dunbar was, I think he was chopped it or something and the, the ball went away from him. And I remember John Ooley and Tara Rocks and John had a very distinctive way of refereeing. He always wore tracksuit. And uh, John said to Cahal, I give you, or Cahal was pleading for free and he said, I give you one layer. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah, the the Ulis are great. Her effort. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bring back P. Do you want to be hurling? Uh, I want to close with this shit, and uh, you know what? I'm getting into a flow when I'm, I'm giving you the and fingers are right now. Yeah. So change and what you've seen in your 24 years. Mm. So, um, or change in general from what you think. So Gory as a town uh, is continually growing, and it's growing in. Grown in all ways, probably from from Korea out towards the Rock and out towards um, out towards um, River Chapel. River Chapel. Well, is River Chapel even more uh, with those where Gavin Stamp apparently is by near uh, out the Valley New Road. Yes, so the Redmonds shout out to Redmond Brothers. Um, but like, it's amazing to witness the things change. Like, like I find like the monument and up that way. Like it used to be out. There's this big wheel or big urn from the leather factory that's there, but like that, that stands there now, a route that would have once, uh, hosted like three or a route that would have once led to three thousand five hundred people marching down there for work. Mm. Um, after um, like for the leather factory back in the seventies and sixties, but uh, the workhouse then years before that. So like, there's so much. Um, sorry, that's a leather factory. Uh, or I don't know, or not. Yeah, I think it's an art work. Kill, kill, not an art. But um, is there anything that stands out, Shane, that has changed in your y- years that you can think about? Like, even think about the roads. Like, these are small things, but they're, in years, people, like, think that it was always that way or whatever, you know? Like, mm-hmm. that, that we would have travelled through Bray and, like, in 96, they came through Arklow and, like, up when when I was going to college, this the, the windy bends there near the Beehive were still there. Mm. Like they were, you know, it's amazing to see the, the the pace of change and the little things that that just happen in life, and then you become accustomed. To them. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, like the roads there, like I can make uh, something. Like I do a, I go by work down Monclody, like then that new main road is uh, is a big help to me going from say Monclody to in between here and that. And yeah, like I remember those days, like going up those windy roads at the Beehive and everything to go to Crow Park with Mick, like and all that. Like so, the obviously that's a the very good change that has happened since I've been a chap like and now that I've started driving um, I had a thought there about change um, yeah uh, Gorge Community School is now on TikTok that was a change uh, we, we'd have never seen like no. uh, when, when I was in school like the school was anti-social media yeah not like don't be on it don't be posting about other people in school on it and like if you mm. said anything on social media like You'd be, you could be suspended for like, mm. and now we see uh, Mr. Wickham doing uh, the, uh, you know, like the they're doing face family challenges with Mr. Wickham doing the, uh, was it hang tight, hang tough? Tight, yeah, yeah, he was doing that. Apparently, got thirty eight minutes. Um, but it was the video. Was, have you seen it? No, the video is funny now. You can, and he's like, Wickham was just there. It's like thirty eight minutes, Mr. Morris, and then like you can just hear Mr. Morris with a big giggle, and like, it's just like <laughs> it's all funny, like seeing. Teachers just having crack as well, like but, yeah, and like you know, like he always uh, doing uh, oh, oh skipping, skipping. Then Nigel Hughes was doing the sitting against the wall yoke, you know. Of course, yeah. So yeah, times are changing. Like the green schoolers are all buying into TikTok. Yeah, yeah, which is which is strange to see. Yeah, but yeah, but that's the way it. it uh, yeah, um, I'm sure there's other things that spring to mind, but like it's just amazing that like. Um, the change that comes in unexpected ways and like our our parents I don't think like we fully appreciate oh, and I know we have the 25th anniversary all, but Good Friday Agreement is mad like mm. that like they were killing each other like a few years before and then they just stopped like. yeah like yeah it's a it's a cataclysmic uh, or not cataclysmic it's like I don't know this is a big one to, to end with but like uh, I'm sure um, like and actually change is something that you don't I think this is the biggest thing that you don't observe change directly until like something like that comes up mm. and you, you can appreciate it like we 
um, there's when Conor Moore went back and listened to all the podcasts, previous podcasts, he found how you know we were talking a year. I don't know what we were when he listened to the podcast episodes. We were there's no Nora, there was no breed, you know, there was no um, life was so different, mm. and now. You know, it's only because of the podcast that we can appreciate that the the journey that uh, myself and Mark and, and the podcast and yourself have been on for the past uh, few uh, little over a year anyway. Well, yeah. over a year, two years. Yeah, it's a really great thing to have and look back on. Like even like the, especially like the live shows and stuff. Like uh, like how. Like when we when we did the live show, like it was we just got the live show in, wasn't it the Christmas one? That yeah. ju- just like COVID rules are changed that night. That's right. So like yeah. we were able to just get it on, and it was a fantastic night. But like looking back on like that wasn't that doesn't feel like that long ago. But like, yeah, no. fucking t- world was different. Like world is completely different. Yeah, yeah. and I was great thing to have and look back on like like uh, like when I'm having those moments of like self reflection and all that. Like and you're looking back, and it's like. Uh, barring some cataclysmic Armageddon and everything gets wiped it's like 50 years time like grandchildren will be able to listen to paper juice it's like yeah like that's always something that's really striking like and it's leaving a mark that can't can't really be like there's I can't see a way of them not being able to access that and say like even like further down the line hundreds of time your great great grandchildren like obviously we like we don't have any real evidence of how our great grandparents are or like mm. everything like that but like in hundred years time like yeah. uh, like our, there still will be like high quality vid- videos and images like for our descendants to watch from which is kind of a crazy thought like that's a, this is really where I wanted to get to like that change it's the there could be such a positive change and it, you might not actually not notice it and then at like you bringing in the legacy there is really interesting that like how you behave now while you might not see it it could it, it will actually affect the, the, the greater run of things or whatever mm. in years to come and that's from the biggest to the smallest and everyone like that what we leave behind and what we bring forward is how I like to look at it. what we bring forward to to future generations is it, it, it's so it, it's so positive it might not be recorded or might not get noticed but it's so important to to bring that essence of us um, forward into the now and that I think I'm very optimistic obviously but I believe that it's that vision for the future that is going to uh, sustain us all in the years to come, no matter what AI comes, uh, that please God, peace, peace will come in Ukraine, that these, these all big events, and big, um, big events that have the effect to, you know, um, affect the balance of things, yeah. is that uh, they can be uh, sustained or conditioned by how we are ourselves. Mm. Yeah. Very uh, deep ending. <laughs> so, yeah, I know it's great. Like, yeah. Shane, thank you for everything, especially doing your research and bringing yourself to this. And uh, yeah, this has been a really enjoyable one. I, I'm, I'm enjoying this coming back to the podcast and sitting there with yourself and Mark. And I'm really grateful for Mark. For Mark was one that really had the initiative for mm. coming back. But I want to bring more of me to this and you know before I thought I had to do all the most research or whatever but now it's about just um, just exploring a few looks and crannies in my head with uh, with yourself and um, and our good friends who are tuned into us so thanks for listening uh, please subscribe to us uh, it's been great to have you and uh, good night and God bless namaste <laughs>